Oh, turn it up. Got your icon pass, powder slash it. 50 plus destinations. Speaking of, did you get your icon pass yet, Sean? I'm on iconpass.com dropping in right now. Wow, from just $2.59 adult? Okay, done. Few weeks, the bright, shiny, flashy lights of the season have been pulling at us. For well over a month, we've had family obligations, work commitments, and gatherings with friends that we've been trying to balance, while at the same time ensuring that the shopping and the wrapping and the decorating are all complete. We've been running at a feverish, hectic pace. It's consumed our lives for at least five weeks. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm exhausted. I've got one more service to go after this. (laughs) Tonight, many of us who walked through the doors of this building in this room, we came here in need of a break. Tonight, we gather for worship, seeking peace from the hectic lives that we left in our cars or on the front porches of our homes. The well curated and well-placed nativity scenes that we have in our homes and you see throughout the church, along with things like Charles Schultz's beloved Charlie Brown Christmas. It can lead us to believe that the Christmas, the first Christmas that St. Luke wrote about, was a sentimental, soon-to-be Christmas card moment. I mean, while having a blanket-carrying kid, read scripture while standing underneath of a perfectly placed spotlight that can make our, our hearts smile with sentimental glee. But the story that Linus read in that, in that film, in the scripture that Jennifer read for us tonight, it was anything but a peaceful moment. The Holy Family, Mary and Joseph, they were on the move. A census had been called for by the Roman emperor and the Holy Family. They were living under Roman occupation. They were traveling to Joseph's hometown so that they could be counted. The Roman census determined just how much the Holy Family, along with their Jewish neighbors, would be taxed for the luxury of living under the mighty Roman thumb. The Gospel writer tells us, Then when it came time for Mary to deliver her child, there was no room for the family in the local Motel 6, let alone a hospital or a clinic where this child could be delivered. I mean, Linus, standing under his spotlight, holding his blanket, can read these verses, reading with the peace of a child. And we miss in the moment that peace was not present. Now, I'm not speaking tonight as someone who's ever given childbirth, but I can testify to you as someone who's been there for two births, I'm confident in my assertion that childbirth is not a peaceful moment. And if I were to write or curate a soundtrack for that event, Silent Night would probably not make the final cut. I mean, the physical act of childbirth aside, the moments after the birth of Christ may not have been as peaceful as the songwriters would have us believe. Shepherds tending their flocks by night were told this good news by angels, and they traveled to visit the Holy Family. 
They left their flocks in the field. They did not stop to bathe before they went to the manger. And the shepherds arrived in Bethlehem not in their Christmas best that we think of today. While Mary and the child needed to rest, angels from heaven and heavenly hosts were worshiping and they were praising God. That's a Bible, that's the Bible's way of saying they were making a ruckus. The daily routine around the manger continued for the animals in the barn. After the birth of Christ, the busyness of life continued. So while many may work to create a perfect, hitting the right notes, Norman Rockwell Christmas, the busyness that we create for ourselves leading up to this moment tonight mirrors the first Christmas more perfectly than a well-arranged nativity scene or adequately decked halls. In the midst of the busyness of Christmas, Christmas then and Christmas now, the peace of God entered this world and took up residency in an unlikely place. While travel schedules dictated by occupying empires tried to force an agenda, God's redeeming peace on God's time was revealed to the world. This is the peace that the prophet Isaiah spoke of. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, and authority rests on his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Tonight, us gathered for worship and people around the world, we are proclaiming the good news. In Christ, born in Bethlehem and placed in a manger, the redemption of the world began. The work of God in the manger, though, was not God's final act. The story continues. One of my pet peeves about this reading from Luke on nights like tonight is that we miss the rest of the story God, through Christ in the manger, entered our world and redemption began. All of creation, everything and everyone, nothing excluded, will be made new because of this child. Because this child will eventually make his way to the cross and then he will eventually walk out of a borrowed grave. The hectic scene in Bethlehem It brought together a diverse and, frankly, unlikely group of people. There was the Holy Family. There were some shepherds. There was an innkeeper who gets a really bad rap. We had angels and we had heavenly hosts. They all arrived in the same place, having completed different journeys and each having different reasons for being there. Those present at the manger while being different, and then returning to different lives. They shared a common experience. Even if just for a brief moment, they shared the peace of God. One of the reasons Silent Night makes so much more sense on nights like tonight than I would ever want to admit is because when else can you find a group of strangers, 
a group of people who probably disagree on a wide range of issues. Where else can you find a group of people lifting candles high, worshiping and praising God and proclaiming that in the manger, our redemption began? We gather tonight to worship with candles and with hymns. We are not unlike that first group that found themselves standing around the manger in Bethlehem. We live in a world with tension, chaos, disunity, and conflict. But tonight, around the world, even if just for a brief moment, it takes a break. The chaos, the disunity, the conflict of the world takes a respite tonight as we gather to worship God and to share a meal around Christ's table of grace. Tonight, the peace of God, the great joy for all people, overcomes the darkness that tells us that we cannot gather together with a group as unlikely as us gathered here tonight to worship and to experience God's peace. The birth of Christ then and now, it is good news for all people. Good news for the faithful and good news for the skeptic. Good news for those who find themselves in need of healing. Good news who long for the status quo to change. And good news for all of us who are searching for hope. So tonight, alongside angelic voices and heavenly hosts, bathing ourselves in the peace of God. Let us worship. Let us praise Christ together as an unlikely group of people on this holy night and in the nights to come. A great joy. The great peace of God has come for all people, including you. Thanks be to God. Amen.